Are your sales and your delivery proposition killing your business? How do you acquire target consumers at the right value? Leveraging the right discount and delivery mix, but not hurting margins, has become an increasing headline for retailers. So how do you find the right balance? Hello there, I'm George Hall, and welcome to a very special edition of the Good Growth Podcast. I'm joined by Good Growth CEO, James Hammersley, and also by Chief Product Officer here at Good Growth, Mike Duke. Uh, Gents, we're here today to talk about delivery and discounts, two things that can really make or break a business depending on how they're utilised. Obviously, for the average e-commerce customer today, it's hard to experience any kind of online journey without being signposted to sales, vouchers, thresholds and free delivery. But this could actually be hurting retailers. Is that right, James? Morning, George. Uh, Morning, Mike. It's uh, an extraordinary time to be a retailer at the moment. If you think of the uh, headwinds that they have had to navigate over the last, gosh, three, four years now, um, it's extraordinary. Now, they're, of course, facing the challenge of looking at how they drive their and protect their businesses over the coming 12, 18 months. And one of those areas in particular they're being hit on are the price of goods and services and how they... Uh, adjust those to accommodate um, pressures on supply chain from inflation. And it's an extraordinary minefield of um, commercial challenge they're facing. And so what does that look like in terms of delivery and discount propositions that are, that are intended to engage customers and increase your customer base? Um, that can actually sometimes work out slightly negatively for retailers. Am I right in thinking? So... Uh, one of, the, one of the challenges is that the over the last 10, 15 years in particular, um, customers have been in an environment where the price of goods and services has, has been opaque to a degree. So delivery services have been free or free over certain thresholds. Uh, and we've seen it, particularly with, in the retail environment, where um, customers have come to expect certain discounts, promotions and offers that allow them to access uh, goods at, different, at a lower level. Um, and of course, well, all it does is hit margin. And the, the challenge facing leadership is how do you acquire customers, the right sorts of customers, um, at the right value to, to you, but also to them? And it's a really hard place to navigate. Um, the work Mike and his team have done has been to try and understand the levers of those performance the levers of performance and the options that they can think through and change uh, to mitigate some of the impact of giving away margin frankly uh, it's not not easy perfect well mike i'm keen to get your views on this do you do you echo james's uh, points that it's actually hitting retailers where it really hurts in their margins absolutely um I mean, over the last, as James says, sort of 10 to 15 years, particularly in digital in the last sort of five to seven years, um, organisations and retailers have increasingly leveraged their discounting or their delivery propositions or both as a means of driving acquisition. So acquiring customers, you know, generating volume through these propositions, you know, free delivery sale um, periods, discounts, etc. What we're starting to see now is given the you know the macroeconomic climate that is becoming increasingly challenging is that is no longer viable organizations are giving away too much margin 
And as a result, the challenge that they're facing now is, okay, we're, we can't continue with this approach. We can't continue discounting our way through uh, sort of the next few months because the volumes just aren't there. And all we're doing is giving away margin. The question, therefore, is, well, where is the opportunity to change those propositions such that we recover that lost margin? So if we're discounting at 60%, could we discount at 50%? If our cost of delivery is two ninety nine, could it be three ninety nine? And the fear that's obviously associated with those changes is, but we, what's going to happen to volume? If we make these changes in our proposition, do we lose lose volume? And it's ultimately a challenge of data. Do organisations have the level of understanding regarding the impact of discounting upon margin that's necessary to make those decisions? Now, most of the time they don't. And to James's point, it's it's a difficult challenge to address. I tell you what's interesting, George. If you look at the um, twenty of the leading retailers in the UK, so if you go from Boohoo and Next all the way down to ASOS, Fatface, um, Adidas, um, if you take those twenty brands, eighteen of them have a uh, a delivery threshold that they're looking to achieve. Um, only two of them, only two of them, Boohoo and Next, have a standard um, delivery free for all purchases. So one of the interesting dynamics is, to Mike's point, there's a perception in the market that you, you know, fifty pounds and you get free delivery or whatever it is, a sort of as a sort of a, uh, aggregation around certain metrics. But in reality, is some of the most successful brands in the UK in, in retail and you could argue you know, next uh, has been there for that, that crown for 20 years actually have made a very considered choice and a very commercial choice to charge irrespective of what of the um, delivery uh, sorry the average order value so what if you're going to get something from next you're going to get charged the same with boohoo but they're the outliers um, which is interesting Excellent. Well, it's clear that both of you feel that this isn't perhaps sustainable for a lot of retailers. Mike, I'm really keen to, to bring you in and hear from you on, on how data can underlie uh, what retailers can do to tackle those problems. You mentioned some of the work that you, your team have been doing earlier. Really keen to, to hear a bit more about that. So we're, it's a challenge that we've been addressing over the last sort of several months. Um, it, it's coming up more and more in conversation. If we take the the discounting challenge. Um, so what's the role of discounting? It, it's to drive revenue, ultimately. We want to generate more revenue as a result of discounting than if we didn't discount, is ultimately the objective behind it. How it delivers that, how does discounting drive revenue? It either needs to increase volume, so the, the discounting opportunity to encourage more people to buy, it either it needs to increase the quantity, so people are buying more products per transaction, or it needs to increase the value of those items, so people are buying more expensive items. And the intersection of these three variables determines revenue. Do we have more people buying, and are they spending more, essentially? The challenge is how do you establish and quantify the impact of discounting on those metrics? So, okay, we, we're going to run a discounting sale we're going to put something like for a couple of weeks how do we actually validate that we have generated more orders how do you validate that discounting drives quantity and how do you validate that discounting drives value um, and it's a challenge of 
of data volumes. So you might be looking at several hundred thousand transactions and modeling at scale over time. Um, it's also a challenge of how do you slice and dice the data? Um, and in our approach, we use, so taking these data sets, we look to segment according to two, two views of discounting, being the discount proportion, i.e. the percentage of orders that are discounted, and the discounting depth, which is the proportion of revenue that's discounted. And we use a range of statistical analyses to actually quantify that as you put, as you discount a greater proportion of your orders, do you drive more orders? And do you drive more revenue? And you can see these, these, analyses, these analyses visually. And what it allows an organization to do is it not only says the degree of certainty you can have that as you drive discounting, you drive volume or quantity or value or revenue, you can also create these discounting cohorts of orders that are discounted of 5%, 10%, 15%, how does their buying profile change? And what you see is as you discount and you, you dis, your discounting depth at the level of the order grows, you will drive the order's value or quantity, for example. But there's a point where it drops off. And that's the point at which you're, you're giving away the, the uplift, essentially. So the user may be spending more, but you're just discounting it away. And using that analysis, you can identify your optimum discount point. So it could be 20% or it could be 30%, and you can build the data around it that lets you identify that and scale that. So looking at different periods of time, looking at different marketing channels, et cetera. So discounting propositions can be tailored and manipulated at a very you know, regular cadence, so weekly or daily, depending on how you report it. And it's a much more nuanced data-driven approach than a lot of organizations do, which is an arbitrary discount of a percent, given essentially very little analysis behind it. Because, Mike, one of the things we see, isn't it, that I think in your teams is that you the risk is you simply get addicted to discounting. You use discounting to um, impact this week's, these day, this this month's numbers. So we're down week 48, um, and therefore we need to um, gain that uh, loss of revenue back. The of course, one which is you know, just a really slippery slope. Um, talk, talk a little bit. I think the other thing that's worth mentioning is we tie up uh, and not take over our 10 minutes um, that George has given us today. There's also just a, a note of caution around how you communicate and introduce changes to price um, in a managed and controlled way to understand their impact. So you, what that means is you can't test changes in price that you would if you were changing other aspects of the proposition through a controlled um, split testing environment, you will, as leaders, you also have to be um, cautious around introducing price changes and measuring their impact in the, in the right way, legally. <laughs> Do you want to just quickly touch base on that? Yeah, absolutely. So as you say, you can't A-B test pricing. Um, it's not possible. But what you can do is you, you use the data and the modeling to establish this, this a foundation of truth. What is our performance over time? You can then make that change. So you you release a discounting proposition of 40%, not 50%, or you increase your free delivery threshold. What you do before making that change is you run a commercial sort of scenario planning exercise where 
you build out models that allow you to understand, right, if we increase the cost of our delivery and we make the same number of orders, what does that look like? But as, as we graduate a reduction, for example, in average order value, you can model these scenarios out. You can then make the change. You can then analyze your performance after the change has been made, both against your model. So where did we think we would be and where are we? You can also compare your performance against a defined period of time that acts as your control. Um, so that could be last week, it could be last month, it could be last year, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. But what you want to do in that approach is correct and control for as many variables as you can. So external factors. If you're going to run a promotion over Black Friday, where well, you need to be comparing against Black Friday. Um, and you want to establish what does our performance look like? What does it look like now? And therefore, can we quantify the difference? And it's a, it's a methodology we call series testing. And it works very well, actually, because of the level of flexibility you have in it, in terms of controlling where you're looking at for that point of comparison. Well, gents, obviously, we're, we're at an interesting time of year. We've got Black Friday just around the corner. We've got Christmas coming up. You've got this, this macroeconomic backdrop of a cost of living crisis and consumers you know, really tightening their belts on what they're spending. We're seeing a lot of sales. There's obviously going to be a lot of discounts thrown around at this time of year in particular. This modelling, is this something that needs to be done sooner rather than later? Is this something that retailers should be looking at right now? I think the interesting thing is where we've been trusted and have worked with the leadership team, usually the finance and marketing teams to unpack this problem and better understand what the real drivers of performance are. The commercial impact is noticeable. So first of all, you see an increase in margin per order, so profit per order, and the which is evident in the sort of long-term trends. You just see this step up in performance. The other thing that's fascinating by adopting this approach, what you don't see is a subsequent fall in sales effectiveness. So the 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 clever part is not only to protect your margin, the, but to do it in such a way that you don't damage the top line as well. And you do that through thinking carefully around how you communicate and introduce any changes into your customer journey in at the right point in, in that in that cycle and that's what should actually drive the behavior if you're a commercial leader looking at the difficult world we're facing at the moment you can be ambitious to say actually we can both protect our top line ambition but actually grow our um, overall profitability from e-commerce and that's really interesting so do it now well, bring it to a close. Um, Mike, any any closing thoughts from you at all? I think the next few months of this year is going to be very unpredictable. Um, there's a chance we may see a significant dropout in buying behaviour. I'm not so much thinking about Black Friday, I'm thinking more about Christmas and peak trading. We may just see organisations struggling with volumes and trying to correct through essentially excessive discounting. I wouldn't be surprised if we see 80, 90% sales in some retailers. Equally, it actually could go the other way where we see a sort of this anomalous bumper Christmas as people who just think, well, let's just have a good Christmas. Let's not think about it. But then the organizations will pay for that next year. 
and we'll see this drop off in January spending. It, it, it very it is very unpredictable, I think, what's going to happen. So the, the challenge is, is clear is how do you respond to that at pace? It, it's not it isn't good enough to have a strategy in place for next June if the challenge is going to be December, January. So it's a, it's a question of pace and rigor around how we how organizations approach this to be successful. Excellent. Thank you. Well, we started this episode of today's podcast by asking whether, you know, businesses are being killed by the work they're doing in terms of discounts and their delivery propositions. And it does certainly feel that way. It feels that, you know, margin, that money is being thrown down the uh, thrown down the hypothetical drain, as it were, in terms of those arbitrary discounts and delivery propositions that aren't necessarily uh, as good as they intend to be. Um, you may have more questions. You may want to find out more. Uh, as a reminder, we are Good Growth, the e-commerce consultants who turn digital failure into commercial success. If you do want to know more, you can email us at inquiries at goodgrowth.co.uk or have a look at our website, which is goodgrowth.co.uk. You've been listening to the Good Growth Podcast. Thanks very much for listening. And James, Mike, thanks very much for your time today. Thank you. Cheers, Mike. Cheers, George. Thank you.